The following programming is sponsored by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Hello and welcome to Positively Pro-Life Podcast. Positively Pro-Life is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation and aims to bring you inspirational stories and conversation, important legislative updates, and informative interviews as we seek to restore and strengthen a culture of life. I'm your host, Remel Tenney, Education Director at the Federation, and I am joined today, as always, by Maria Gallagher, Acting Executive Director. Welcome, Maria, to Positively Pro-Life. Thank you, Remel. It's so great to be with you today. It is. Uh, It's getting warmer and I'm loving it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, over the years, Planned Parenthood centers have established themselves as the go-to name for women's health care among young women. While their offering is largely focused on providing abortions and contraception, we know that pregnant women and their unborn babies need more than just a few pills and a lifetime of regret to be truly empowered. So what if we flipped the story and every pregnant woman in a crisis in our country knew there were alternatives to abortion right where she is? What if a pro-life name became her go-to for all things related to true reproductive health care, one that came alongside her and gave her information and real options? This is the goal of Thrive, an initiative by Heroic Media. Today, we will be discussing all this and more with Bevan Landrin, and you don't want to miss this conversation. But first, Maria will share with us the importance of personal meetings with legislators. Thank you so much, Remel. The Pennsylvania House of Representatives is scheduled to return to session in mid-March. Lawmakers are now in their local districts, and that makes it a great time to schedule meetings with them. Do not underestimate the power of a personal one-on-one visit with a state lawmaker. You may be the bridge that enables that lawmaker to embrace the cause of life. We have several pro-abortion bills we are concerned about. One is a constitutional amendment, which would establish a state constitutional right to abortion. Another would wipe out our time-tested abortion center regulation law, which could mean no more inspections of abortion facilities. A third bill would eliminate our longstanding Abortion Control Act, which would mean taxpayer funding of abortion and an end to protections against late-term abortions. If you don't know who your state representative is or you need contact information, please reach out to us through our website at www.paprolife.org. Working together, we can give voice to the voiceless among us. Remel. Thank you, Maria. Those were very, very good updates, uh, things that I think all Pennsylvanians need to be aware of or what's happening. The fight in our state for life, uh, is there's a critical fight uh, that is happening around us. Now, coming back to our guest for today, um, we are discussing heroic media's efforts which is uh, Heroic Media is an organization that is leading the branding war against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry to become women's number one preferred provider of women's health care. The goal is to 
is for a majority of women in the country to prefer their brand before they ever face an unexpected pregnancy. And their mission is to save lives. And here to talk about it is Bevan Landrum, Director of Philanthropy at, Her at Heroic Media. Bevan joined the team in mid-2023 and is working to build financial and community support for the organization's strategic pro-women, pro-life telehealth expansion efforts in Pennsylvania. The rest we'll hear directly from her. Welcome, Bevan, to Positively Pro-Life. Hi, Remo and Rhea. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited to hear all that you guys have been doing. But before we start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a Southern girl um, originally who is really struggling a little bit with these Pennsylvania winters, um, <laughs> but getting settled in up here. I, I bring um, quite an extensive background in nonprofit fundraising and management um, experience. My husband is active duty military and has been serving for over 30 years. And that has uh, certainly allowed us um, the opportunity to live in a lot of different areas. And I think it has greatly expanded my um, personal career opportunities um, to really be involved at different levels, both in economic development, uh, workforce issues, military. I spent a, quite a bit of time in the um, military support space, but also with education. And in 2020. One, when we first moved to Pennsylvania uh, for the first time, I, I really felt God place a call um, on my heart to consider using all of those years of experience for something um, good for his kingdom. And so while all the other things I had supported over the years were were worthwhile causes, um, what was I doing to move the needle in in the the religious space or faith or saving lives. And so for a while, I worked for another um, nonprofit out of Malvern, uh, the Catholic Leadership Institute. And then as the pro-life opportunity presented, um, I was thrilled um, to have the chance to, to really hopefully impact with a revolutionary new concept, piggybacking off of the lessons that we learned through COVID about how responsive um, people are to the telehealth opportunity to to leverage that in our effort to go head to head with the Planned Parenthood brand. Tell us about Heroic Media's mission and give us an overview of your work. So Maria, we started out um, years ago recognizing that women were, were going to have questions when they found themselves facing an unexpected pregnancy, right? They're going to want to know what their options are. And unfortunately, as, as most of us in the pro-life community understand, that conversation and, and messaging is mostly overshadowed by the big giant Planned Parenthood. And so at first, our efforts were on, on one side, where if a woman is already facing an unexpected pregnancy, um, and she's, you know, typing in, um, you know, pregnant, abortion, options, things like that, that we would have an on-demand response to that with like Google ads, right? So that we could help redirect that call to one of our pregnancy health center partners who we found over time don't necessarily have deep budgets for marketing and advertising. 
And so even though they may be in a community and they may have capacity to go head to head with Planned Parenthood, they just don't have that brand awareness. And so young women in that 18 to 29 year demographic that we know is kind of the primary one that we're um, trying to reach, they can't choose a life affirming health option if they don't even know it exists. So how could we help increase the, you know, routing young women who were Googling about abortion and redirect them to um, pregnancy health centers that we partnered with around the country? And so we did that for years. And then, uh, you know, our mission now is kind of pivoting a little bit because COVID happened and we all found out that you can actually call you know, a doctor or have a Zoom chat and, and speak with your provider. And so we thought, okay, Roe's been overturned, praise be to God, right? But we know that the abortion pill is still being mailed out to women, regardless of the state that they live in. What else can we do to make it easier for young women to feel comfortable with life-affirming, trained healthcare professionals that are really concerned with them as women and giving them the information and resources that they need to make an authentic choice for life instead of letting them be bamboozled, if you will, by all the messaging that Planned Parenthood gives them, telling them that their lives are over. If they have this child, it's going to ruin their futures. This is their only option. They have to have an abortion. So we we have now switched to a digital um brand awareness campaign where we're delivering our ads um, right onto the devices that young women are using every day to kind of be upstream in the process, creating a comfort factor with our women's reproductive health brand before they're ever facing um, a crisis pregnancy. Yes, and uh, you talked about the abortion pill um, being prevalent um, and the young women are being given, I mean, information about abortion pills, these are being offered to them. And you have a very innovative strategy on combating that prevalence uh, with the alternative of using telehealth. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. So um, when we look at the, the product, right, that a woman needs for reproductive health, right, they, they want someone who is a trained professional who is going to give them objective advice about everything, not just be um, trying to convince them that they have to go with an abortion, to give them the true alternatives and mostly to give them the peace of mind and concern that they want to feel supported. And so the Charlotte Lozier Institute uh, came out with a study that questioned young women who had had abortions and asked them if they regretted this. And that research showed that six out of 10 young women who'd had an abortion said that they felt like it was their only option. And if they had really been able to connect with life-affirming resources that had given them alternatives, if they'd known it was available faster and earlier in their decision-making process, that they would have chosen life. So we said, okay, so how can we get to them sooner? We know that there's sometimes a delay, even if they do know that there is a pregnancy health center um, that's, you know, life affirming in their area, even if they do know that. Sometimes getting into that appointment can take a while. 
So if we use the new technology that's come out with telehealth and we have scripted trained medical professionals who are answering those phone calls, basically 24 seven on an emergent need whenever the young woman wants to reach out to connect with us, how would that impact her decision-making? And so it's a, we're creating a, a an upstream one-two, right? So connecting with us first, we're supporting them earlier in the process, giving them information, and then handing them over with a very warm handoff to our local pregnancy health centers who have a brick and mortar facility in, in the um, markets where we're providing services. What do you think is the best method for empowering pregnant women to choose life? To respect them as women with the power to have ownership for the situation that they're in and to understand that there are options and to not be able to use the excuse, oh, abortion was my only option. So giving them um, education, giving them heartfelt love and compassion without judgment um, as they work through their decision, and then walking beside them even after the decision is made, right? So when they choose life, we can't ghost them, right? We have to still have options in our communities. So when I say that I, I'm passionate about community building, it's I consider that the second step of this, right? Like what are we doing as churches and civic organizations in communities to build a culture of life, supporting women who do choose um, to carry their babies to term in those communities? And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the, this initiative is called Thrive, right? The telehealth offering that you give. Correct. So uh, can you tell us where, uh, what are the places that Thrive is currently being implemented nationally? So the the flagship uh, example and, and model, if you will, of, of Thrive Plus evolved in St. Louis, um, Missouri. And over the course of, of many years, they fought a tremendous fight in that state to pretty much uh, make abortion within the state, right, um, uh, basically down to zero. And the brand that they did that behind was Thrive. And so when we wanted to kind of jump into this arena, we looked around the country and we said, who's doing this well? We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Who, who can we work with? And so we started with them uh, there and increasing our contributions and component of the ad spend to create the brand awareness um, there. We are now currently in Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, Dallas, uh, Phoenix. Uh, some others in the Southeast are coming online shortly. Really, our our major limitation to this, because we don't, you know, scaling doesn't involve building brick and mortar facilities, right? It, it's a it's a it's a digital advertising brand awareness campaign and, and the telehealth, you know, training, that kind of thing. So really, the only limitation is the money that we can raise from donors and benefactors who are like minded, who believe in empowering women to make an authentic choice for life and helping them. Uh, and by helping them to then save babies from the evil of abortion, obviously. What makes Thrive unique uh, as far as as it relates to other existing pro-life initiatives? 
So the kind of revolutionary part about what we're doing is, is looking at where we can intersect with young women sooner in their decision-making, not just about what to do when they're pregnant, but about women's reproductive health, right? So that if you have ABC, um, Pregnancy Health Center conglomerate in you know, Phoenix, and you've got XYZ in Philadelphia, they're not really partnering or helping each other, right? But if we can come in at a, at a national level and leverage our ad buys, because the more we buy, the better the rates that we that we get on the advertising, right? And then the more impressions that we get in front of the target 18 to 29-year-old woman on their device where they are every day, um, then we can, in essence, unite the power of all of the different places around the country who are working individually behind a brand that could potentially um, grow to go head-to-head with Planned Parenthood. So, you instead, so instead of the, the local brand having to be known or in each place, women become comfortable with Thrive. They tell their sister in another city. They tell their niece in another city. They see the ads. Oh, yeah, I remember she went to Thrive. They call Thrive and they may get redirected locally, but they're they're buying into and having awareness for um, a, uni- a unified brand. Concept. So, who do you partner with locally uh, in in Philadelphia? Because you already have a very thriving um, thrive initiative going on there, right? <laughs> so, um, thanks. That we are so pleased to be working with Legacy um, for Life uh, and Marie Joseph and, and her staff uh, doing incredible work at their locations. Um, we started with them. Um, uh, you know, a long time ago, helping to augment their advertising and brand awareness to help fill their capacity, right? Because we want as many women to be calling them as, as possible. And then as we've shifted into the Thrive Telehealth, we're building up to the same call level. So right now it all goes through um, one funnel. Um, eventually, we expect to see that more calls will be based on, um, you know, that They'll be able to say, oh, yes, I saw the Thrive ad, not just that we know that they did because of how the the call came through or the link came through to our website. But Can you envision um, Thrive expanding in Pennsylvania to other parts of the state? That is a fantastic question. And again, Maria, it goes back to our limitation is, is really just money. So for instance, if a a county uh, pro-life coalition, maybe ecumenical or something like that, got together somewhere out in Pittsburgh, and they said, we are really passionate about this concept. We want to support women here locally. And they said, you know, we have, um, we can help raise $50,000 to get this started in our market. Then we would absolutely 100% consider and, and do the work to get into those um, areas. So we're trying to follow right now, um, focusing on the big uh, media markets, right? So the top 50 media markets, because they're going to have the most um, prolific opportunities for us to, to get into the digital um, brand awareness uh, campaigns, right? With more, more different platforms and channels for us to deliver our message. Um, but we're certainly open to that if if benefactors and donors um, can work with us to partner 
to make that possible. Um, as far as the work in Philadelphia goes, have you been able to quantify the work? Um, do you have numbers that you could share with us about what has happened in the past year? This is this is what I love about the early part of of any year, is that you're finally starting to get into a full year's wrap up um, for last year's numbers and data, and so um, that there is a little bit of a lag time sometimes on on how the um, the follow up with young women uh, falls when we count a life saved. That's not just because they told us one time that they that they were choosing life. Um, if a woman comes to us and she's abortion determined or abortion seeking, and you know we talk to her on the phone, we send her to our partner. Maybe she walks out; she's not sure yet. There could be weeks of follow up before she says yes, and the baby is born. Yes, I've chosen life, and that and that child comes into the world, and then we count that as a life saved. Um, but right now, for 2023, we have we can attribute 70. Um, babies that were saved in the Philadelphia area alone through our work. And, um, you know, that starts out with with a big number of, you know, like 1,900 calls. And, and then we get uh, not quite half of them to make appointments, you know, to, to go on and make an appointment with one of our partners. And then there's some more attrition, you know, not everybody shows up for the appointment. Although, although we do see a correlation between having the telehealth support earlier and an increase in the number of appointments kept, right? So that more women who are actually showing up for their appointments. And then not everybody turns out to be pregnant. So out of all the women who called, we had 271 women who actually had a positive pregnancy test um, in their encounter with us. And so of those 70 uh, women chose life for their babies. And we're thrilled with that. And the lagging part is important because even just in this last week, last week it was 48 lives saved is what we were reporting. And then just this week, we got some more data, you know, that goes back into the the fourth quarter of the year where we're finding out that women uh, chose life and we're beefing up those numbers. So to go from 48 to 70, and we still have another like 30 women that are pending that we're following up um, in our relationship with uh, who who we think are, are um, choosing life for their babies. That makes sense. I mean, pregnancy is nine months <laughs> long, so <laughs> you would have right. to wait to make sure and and to and to find out whether the woman has really had her baby or not. So, uh, we want our numbers to be accurate. Exactly. We we don't want to inflate it. We want to know exactly. And those are some incredible numbers, I have to say. Um, I'm and- thrilled with the jump from 48 to 70. That I I made <laughs> out a little cheer. Um, you know, every 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 baby I I envision a face with it, right? And you think, does it have curly hair? Is it blue eyes? Is it mm-hmm. that, you know all the things? Yep. And uh, I'm getting this uh, this image of um, sidewalk counselors, but on a digital platform. When you talk about telehealth, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way, but people who are there when a woman is in crisis, uh, as she's trying to enter the Planned Parenthood or find information from Planned Parenthood, there there are these uh, digital sidewalk counselors, but trained medical professionals, uh, not just not just people who who mean well, but people who have what it takes to give the information, the right information, right? So, um, 
that's kind of the general idea that I'm getting from uh, some of the work that you've shared with us. Uh, any comments? I think I think that's definitely um, a way to describe it that that might resonate a little bit with people who are unfamiliar with with how it works. Um, I think it's really important, at least what we're finding with with the women that we're engaging with, is that they're feeling no pressure when they first come to us. When they go to our website, we're not, there's no judgmental language on the Thrive website. There's nothing that says, you know, that we're overtly going to, you know, beat them over the head. You're, you're going to go to hell if you, if you're even thinking about having an abortion, right? We are giving them the opportunity to come to us, hear balanced and fair, you know, educational information about what their options are and know that they'll be supported if they choose life so that they feel empowered instead of feeling, you know, like their, their life is in crisis. They feel empowered to choose life because they know it's best for them. It's best for their baby and they will be supported. We've just got about a minute left and I'm wondering if you can tell us, um, do you, do you find your work to be very rewarding because you are the bridge that helps to save these lives and to help to empower these women and to um, give these women a, a, a chance at uh, achieving their dreams? Absolutely. It is um, a privilege to be able to work in this arena and see numbers that grow and grow and grow month over month, year over year. And we're just getting started, right? Where we see this in, you know, five, 10, 15 years, um, you know, we pray, we pray God's blessing on it, but it it is wonderfully encouraging. Yeah, it's, it's a remarkable um, ministry, a remarkable outreach. And we're so very fortunate to have it in Pennsylvania. And I want to thank you, Bevan Landrum, um, from Heroic Media and from Thrive for being on Positively Pro-Life today. Thanks so much for having me. Loved spending time with you today. Positively Pro-Life is made possible through the generous support of the members of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation all across the Commonwealth. The Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation is the largest single-issue pro-life organization in the Keystone State, with nearly 40 local county-based chapters. We shine a spotlight on the most vulnerable individuals from the very dawn of life to the twilight of life. Thank you for joining us for the program today. It wouldn't be the same without you. We are grateful for your continuing support and encouragement. This has been a remarkable program. We're so excited about the Thrive Initiative, and we hope many lives are saved and many lives are touched as a result of it. And speaking for my co-host, Remel Tenney, this is Maria Gallagher saying, there is always a reason to choose life. Thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm.